0: You're listening to Mornings with Erica and Bridget, but Bridget's not here. Jill is sitting in for her right here on Moody Radio 89.3.
1: And it couldn't be a better day for me talking all things homeschool. I think for so many, the idea of homeschooling came about During the pandemic, and uh, so many questions about can you homeschool, should you homeschool, why homeschool, and here to answer all those questions and more is veteran homeschool mom and director of HEED, Sue Perchbaron. Sue, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, so a lot of questions are out there, and the Expo is a good place to get a lot of those questions answered, correct? Tell us about what's going to happen at the Expo.
2: Yes, this Saturday... February 20—next Saturday. Wait, I'm a week away. 24th. February 24th, <laughs> right, is the homeschool South Florida Expo. And it is down in Deerfield Beach off 10th Street at the Florida Bible College and Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful building where the Creation Science Museum is mm-hmm. also. And they will start at 10 o'clock to 4.30. They have about 20 speakers, dozens of vendors. Some of your favorite speakers, Coach Rick, will be talking about uh, the heart, encouraging the heart of a child— I'll be talking about navigating through the high school years and the benefits of homeschooling, examining a little bit of the history up to the recent legislation, which is really what everybody's kind of interested in, what's going on in Tallahassee last year and how is that uh, being changed. There's a House Bill 1043 out there right now that will change some of that, some for the good, some maybe maybe not. We're, we're still working. Uh, our lobbyists, the Home Education Foundation, is working on that work. But the speakers are, are going to be uh, – Great encouragement. Tom DeRosa from the Creation Science Museum will be talking about all things fossils. There will be speakers on homeschooling uh, with special needs, juggling your homeschooling and working as a parent. Mm. Uh, Spanish speaker, Portuguese speaker, they'll have it all. Uh, Lunch, I think it's a $15 admission. Children under – students 17 and under I think are free. There's also a a Friday night event, too, with... uh,
0: Tom is doing that, correct? Yes,
2: and a scientist from Kennedy Space Center is going to be talking about the new Webb Space Telescope, and it'll be pretty
1: exciting, and I think that's a free event on, on Friday night. All right. Well, it just looks like it's going to be an incredible time for those who currently homeschool. And maybe uh, for that person, uh, Sue, could you talk to that person who is at this point saying, you know, as I'm looking at my children, uh, either the fact that they're in school all day and I feel like I have no time with them, or maybe the things that they're learning in school are not the things that are important to our family raising children in Christ. Talk to that person that says, I don't even know if I could homeschool. Well, that's. A lot of persons. Mm-hmm. That is everybody. <laughs> uh,
2: I think even when I started, that was the first thing: Am, am I going to be able to do this? Will I mess them up? But the the truth of our culture right now is the average family spends about thirty six minutes a day with their child. Wow! And uh, I read a quote recently that said, "If you send them to Rome to learn, they will come back as Romans." Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing that with a lot of our children. Um, the The um, homeschooling is exploding. For just that reason, when parents realize that 75% of the time you're going to spend with your child is over by the time they turn 12, Mm. and 90% of the time you're going to spend with your kids is over by the time they turn 18. So we have a small window of influence, Mm. and it just depends on who we want discipling our children because that's what education is. Whoever educates them disciples them. And that's that's a scary thing in our culture today, And, and we don't do it out of fear. But I, I believe it was what God called us to do, mm-hmm. as as parents. So for me, uh, having been there back in the the '90s when there were, well, even in the '80s there were two hundred thousand homeschoolers. Right. When I jumped in in the '90s, there were about eight hundred fifty, and today there's over five million. Wow. So it has exploded. We are we are definitely a force, and the schools are taking notice of it and mm-hmm. and and actually wanting to know the secret to our success.
0: Yeah. Well, in that. That force that you talked about is uh, making changes. I mean, it's 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 impressive because it, it's causing our kids to learn, or it's helping our kids maybe to learn in different ways. And that's I, I think the problem that we've had maybe as a society is we've thought everybody has to learn the exact same way, and it's caused. Um, it's caused the ed- education system almost to be too cookie cutter for a lot of kids. And so we start losing kids in that process. Homeschooling allows the, the parent to say, this is where my kid finds his strength and his uh, almost a person, and he can bloom and blossom and expand uh, his wherever he wants to go through homeschooling. It allows the kids to really explore what they like to explore.
2: You're, you're absolutely right. When When the education system was set up, Uh, John Rockefeller the wealthiest man in the world at the time said um, this quote is attributed to him I want a nation of workers not a nation of thinkers Mm. and that was the industrial age then we went Mm. through the information age and now we're in the creative creativity age age of creativity it's completely different right so we're still educating industrial workers so we aren't individualizing it we aren't teaching them to be thinkers and the the businesses and the industry of the future is now reaching back saying, give us workers. Mm-hmm. So we as homeschoolers get to know our child because no one knows our child better than the parent. And we get to design education for them, for their giftings, for their abilities, and for their interests. Right. And so when you match that up, it can't be cookie cutter.
1: Mm-hmm. We can't
2: sit them. And I think that the idea that we think everyone could learn in the same way is, is, is a bit barbaric. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's – so to, to know that child, I actually was uh, in a call with some um, – a gentleman from the Northeast, and he's working on revamping the entire education for one of the states in the Northeast. And what he's asking me is, how do you personalize it? And I said, the way I can personalize it is I've got two parents usually, at least one committed to that child who knows that child and who can direct it. It's a whole lot different when you're doing the masses.
1: Mm. And for the amount of um, of kiddos, all their different uh, different personalities, you in your home raise a nurse and a CPA and a lawyer and a doctor, and you were able to see those things early on. Uh, our, uh, the kiddos raised in our homeschool didn't quite go into those fields, but we saw automatically the dramatic flair and uh, a kid that loves horses and uh, another one that was just all things fitness. And just being able to direct them, I'm amazed at the amount of kids uh, that get done with high school are like, I have no idea what I'm going to do, instead of just naturally raising them in the way that God created them. That really is one of the distinctives, isn't it? It is. And I think uh, one
2: of the things they're working on for the future is when the kids graduate high school, they... They're certified in something. Mm-hmm. They they have studied something that's of interest to them. So they have a marketable skill. It's just not automatic college. Yeah. And you're, you're right. When the, My favorite picture, one of the, my favorite pictures of our kids is that we were at a farm in Pennsylvania and watching a calf be born. And my husband was in there with the farmer pulling the calf out. And my son, who's a doctor, and my daughter, who was a, is a labor and delivery nurse, are right up there on the fence. <laughs> they're they're practically in the pen with this. And if the picture captures the other two as far back against right. the barn wall with their hands folded and just a look of disgust, <laughs> and uh, I think at that point I knew some of them may be medicine, some yes. of them are not medicine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've I've lived that experience. Yes, I have. I walked away <laughs> at the county fair once. Right. Anyway, the the one question people have though is how can I afford this? Um, it homeschooling is, it is a commitment to many things. And one is financially, it's a commitment financially. Um, how do I do that? And the state has stepped in and said, okay, here's some assistance. Maybe tell, tell us about this law that came about that is, um, helping some, but there's still concerns out there. I think
2: there are, um, last year it was house bill number one. This year it's, uh, The the law addressing it is uh, 1043, House Bill 1043, making some changes. And at that point, they said we're going to give money to homeschoolers whether they want it or not. (laughs) So what the Home Education Foundation, our lobbyists, did was say, well, let's not pour it into the homeschool law. Let's make a new category of parents personalizing the education, personalized education plan. So that's what they did. So families had the idea, had the option to opt into, I want to be in the personalized education plan, use that money for my children's education, or stay under the homeschool law and say, you know, I'm just going to homeschool as usual. And uh, 20,000 families took advantage of that. There's 6,000 on the waiting list. Next year, the available scholarships will be 60,000. So it really will be everybody probably that's interested and that was eight thousand dollars per student to be used, almost like a health savings account. Mm-hmm. If you if you, you get reimbursed for it, they do have a shopping area where you can buy direct, but it allows families to do the ballet lessons and the drama lessons and and hire a math tutor and all of the pay for the curriculum and field trips. And so it it has not rolled out very smoothly. Mm. Uh, the organization that. Is overseeing it. Um, I think is working really hard. But they not only got twenty thousand homeschoolers; they got four hundred thousand private schoolers because there was also a private school scholarship mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that went out at the same time. So everyone whose student was in a private school also got a, got a scholarship money, got scholarship money. So that was quite overwhelming. Yeah, and there are people who were not, in my opinion, really ready for that. And we have. A lot of families who are waiting for reimbursements, mm. uh, more more that case than have been paid, so that is unfortunate. They are promising us, and they I, I do know they are working really hard. Uh, one of the men at Step Up is is really committed to hearing from us and and, and improving it. So assu- assuming that that turns around and the reimbursements turn around quicker, I think it could be a really good thing for families. If down the road uh, they start demanding the government you know, when Tallahassee changes or they start saying, well, we want you to do this curriculum or you have, to, as soon as they put any strings attached to the money, the beauty is parents can then say, okay, I'm opting out of the PEP program, which is a scholarship program for homeschoolers, and I'm going to just be a, go back to being a homeschooler under the county. We have that option, right. which is really the brilliance of the Home Education Foundation and and um, our state organization, FPEA, has been involved and uh, HSLDA had some Some hand in that. So um, I I credit it to Brenda because she's there. She's been there 30 years, and she's just an incredible forward thinker. Brenda Dickinson, our our state lobbyist. We now have a new lobbyist joining her this year. I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. Um, Jason Crawford, amazing uh, young homeschool dad, and his wife, who's extra amazing too, and their four children have moved to Tallahassee. Mm. So if you ever were thinking of supporting the Home Education Foundation, this is the year. (laughs) We could, uh, we could use it as we start to prepare for the future. Right.
1: Well, there's so many neat options for homeschoolers. I know uh, when I was raising my kids, I preferred it to be uh, a co-op type thing. So my friends and I would get together and just loved co-oping uh, with the kids, just kind of ourselves and did it ourselves. Eric, I know you, you've used uh, some of the programs, even a program that you run. Uh, talk a little bit about HEED and uh, the HEED Homeschool Program. Well,
2: twenty years ago, um, three ladies—my sister, or one of my good friends, and myself—got together and said, "Let's put some classes together for our kids. We, we don't want to do chemistry, or we don't want to do for me literature." I said, "I need somebody to help me with this," <laughs> and that was the beginning of Heat. It's been twenty-one years, wow. and we are now. Um, a few years ago, we started the elementary program, and I'll, I'll talk about the high school for a minute. Middle and high school, we do all the all the classes. Students come from one for one class or for the full five. Five classes. Monday is our high school program. Tuesday is our middle school program. It's very college preparatory in high school. We work with Palm Beach Atlantic. So senior year, you're really doing college classes. You're doing your college econ, government, math, English, that. Um, our teachers are professionals, pretty amazing. We're, we really want to create thinkers and, and really solid biblical worldview courses for things like psychology, worldview, government. So we are really excited. We have a Christian track this year that we're pushing to really kind of get all our kids to go through, which would be a year of Bible survey, a year of logic, and a year of worldview. So that's been really exciting. Then we had done middle school, and the reason we did middle school was to prepare the kids that we hit ninth grade. They were really ready. Middle school is math and English, a bit traditional, but our our. Sciences and social science are all hands-on, mm-hmm. out of the box. So they're doing. a We're doing Shark Tank this year. So they're doing an entrepreneur class. We're doing finance, and they go down to Biz City and Broward. We do all of the, that kind of science and learning for the middle schoolers. But my favorite is our elementary program. It's called <laughs> Adventures, and it is it is it is about profound learning where everybody achieves success and learning becomes fun, which turns into motivation. Mm-hmm. And when we can get young kids and i have kids that have come in there that would not go to school that were dealing with anxiety that were so shy and you get them excited about learning and having fun through all the senses creativity collaboration cooperation choice movement singing all all of that comes together and you see them start to love learning and you see the motivation go mm-hmm. through the roof and we no longer have this bell curve where the low students and then the average students, you know, are the are the height of the bell curve and then the s- highest students are at the end. It's been proven around the world, and I'm seeing it now, which is very exciting, that it's a flat curve. Mm-hmm. They can all achieve, like you were saying, Eric, they can all achieve success because mm-hmm. they're all created differently. Right. But when we do that kind of adventure learning, profound learning, it's it's very exciting to see the kids grow spiritually, but also to love learning where mm-hmm. they just can 't
0: get enough it's sneaky learning because they don't actually know they're learning that's yes, part yes. of it they're just they're just immersed in it almost is the way to do it so it's 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 sneaky but it's not that you're trying to deceive your child it's just that you're trying to let them enjoy their, the the opportunity they have to learn yes. so uh, sue thank you for coming in and helping us if somebody wants to find out about what we were talking about the the uh, bills and things like that where do they go to find out how they sign up for things like that
2: I'll give you a couple of things. The, um, if you want to know about the program, I would I would send you to FLHEF.org. That's the Florida Home Education Foundation. They have a forum on there. They also have a Monday podcast every Monday at 1 o'clock, and they will tell you literally up to date, and you can ask them live questions. So okay. we've been doing that. And our heat open house is coming up. We're really excited. It's Monday the 26th at 6 o'clock. I'll be talking about the adventure program, the brain science behind why we're learning because there's so much science behind Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And that will be 6 o'clock. You'll get to meet some of the teachers. Then at 7.15, we'll be talking about the middle school and high school programs. So that's open to everybody if you just want to come meet some families, really learn about homeschooling, learn about our program, and then we'll start registration right after that evening for, for next year.
0: All right. So if you want more information, head to our website, ericandbridget.org. We'll have it listed there for you. Some some helpful things. And in the community calendar is the information about that uh, the expo that's happening. So you can go and find out more about that at moodyradio.org slash South Florida. Just scroll down to the community calendar.